What's going on, my friends? It's Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary. And my friends, what a beautiful, beautiful Friday show we have lined up for you here today. We have a former professional soccer player who's found new purpose through digital marketing. Remember, my friends, all of our guests here are uh, people who are you know new to this show in most cases. Sometimes we have people who come back and and uh, you know, keep us posted on their journey. Actually, quite often now in our 830 episodes, we've had many uh, times where people have followed up multiple times. Uh, but this morning, like many others, uh, somebody is their first time. And I've never talked to them before. There's somebody who's bought our program, uh, you know, one or all of our training, taken our challenge, for example, gone through our blueprints and is applying the knowledge that they learned here at Legendary Marketer to be able to, um, you know, create a new career for themselves. Uh, you know, this is really what people are discovering here is that this is not just a side hustle. This is not just something that they can do to make a couple of bucks. It's also not a get rich quick gimmick to where you're going to jump in and just get rich overnight. This is a path. This is a journey. These are skill sets. And this is a community that people are using to find new purpose and a new career. And with that being said, I'm excited to hear Edward's story this morning. My friend, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. You're so welcome. We titled this show, Former Professional Soccer Player Finds New Purpose Through Digital Marketing. Purpose. What does that mean to you? And explain how you found new purpose here in digital marketing as you let us know how you found us and if you were even looking for us or we found you um i think what's i mean any athlete can relate right when you stop playing you, you athletes die twice in a way right you spend so much of your life devoted to doing one thing and then all of a sudden it stops and you know you have to kind of find a new identity and, and something to really sink your teeth into so um you know i struggled stepping away from 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 pro sports especially you know i, I did it prematurely I, I kind of quit before the miracle happened which is something i know you you often say on this show and it's it's something i regret but you know i was just i was just like everyone else scrolling on social media one night and this came across my feed i didn't really know what to think to be honest uh, i was skeptical I, I feel like so many people are just numb to these sorts of things nowadays because there is so much junk out there, which is really, I think, quite a disservice to what what you do and what a lot of people in this community are doing that are trying to do good things. So it it had my curiosity and I looked into it and, you know, for seven bucks, I was like, you know what, why not find out? And it was it was like flipping a switch. Right. As soon as I was in that course, it was, you know, I never looked back. And I'm so glad that it came across my feed because I've tried other things in the past and failed, right? I've tried Amazon FBA. I've tried um, YouTube monetization. It's all it just, it was just a disaster. So I'm very happy to have found this and uh, I'm really enjoying it. Nice, man. Well, welcome to the community. And I can relate to the, you know, the sports playing, not at the level that you made it to. And quite frankly, uh, it's impressive that you made it as far as you did, regardless of if you did give up before the miracle happens. 
um, I can relate to having to find a new identity. That happens not only in sports, but it also happens in lots of other aspects in life. I think it happens when we have children. I think it happens when we enter into serious relationships. I think it happens when I've, I, I had a business previous that I had sold my part in 2014 and had to completely find a new identity, took an entire year and a half off, a lot of ego deflation, a lot of finding my way, a lot of realizing that my family didn't particularly care that I was the superstar that I thought I was and, you know, had to go, you know, enter into reality. And so, but I don't have the context of professional sports. I love your perspective and that you have that experience. What did that teach you about this? You say, you know, you made it to a certain level. You think you may could have made it longer. I mean, what, what, how are you using that in this now? And especially getting started and being new at something, you're obviously probably sucking like the rest of us are at the very beginning. Are you embracing the suck and how are you learning from your sports career to, to, to that's helping you be successful with this or at least stick in with it? I think a lot of it is, is self-belief and, you know, discipline and, and trusting the process, right? I think that's what people can take out of my background is I didn't I didn't walk into pro sports. I, I was very much a ghost. Nobody knew who I was. Nobody nobody gave me a chance and I kind of just forced my way in by not giving up. Mm. And it was really hard. It was really, really tough. I had some dark moments to try to even get my first pro contract, which first of all led to very little money, right? It wasn't like I just made made it happen. I was just just trying for a chance to play. Um, but I went through some really dark times to get there. So if you think about translating that to this, everyone starts from zero and you've got to work through those, those moments where, you know, you start to question if it's going to work, you start to question your ability and you just have to push through. And I've tried to kind of apply that same mentality to this. And, um, I am new, right. I've, I'm only six weeks in. I, I do think I'm, I'm starting to hit some success. I, I have like 5,000 on Instagram. I have 20,000 on TikTok. So like I'm starting to churn a little bit here. Um, but very much new to the process and I'm embracing being a beginner, right? Um, you don't land at the top of the mountain. You got to very much climb there. So I'm enjoying it and I'm excited to see, see where this takes me. So, um, you had you had said uh, earlier, you know, touched on the idea that there's a lot of athletes who stop playing sports at whenever they stop in their career. And it's like, what's next? Well, I think a lot of people can relate to that because even though they we may not be athletes, we also get to a certain place in our life or career and realize that what was appropriate for one phase of our life isn't getting it done or isn't appropriate for the next phase of our life. For example, in sports, you, you really, you know, 40, you're old, man. I mean, and I'm turning 40 next Friday. So 40, your body, I mean, I think Tom Brady was an anomaly, right? And, and kind of that's mm -hmm. one of the things that was so, was so, and we were all enamored with the fact that his body was still going. But I relate that to construction. Like, there's a lot of us, man. Me, when I got into construction, when I was in my early 20s, I could go all day and all night. And then, you know, I could work all day and play all night. And as I hit 30, started with, had small children, was like, whoa, I am tired. And now, if I was to be doing that manual labor, even at 
the young age of 39 going on 40, my body is in a completely different place than it was when I was 23, 24. Now, I think mentally we get exhausted from corporate jobs and things of that nature as well. How are you, are you, obviously, let me figure out how to ask this question. A, a lot of us could take that in a sh in, and turn it into shame, right? Like, oh my God, all that for nothing, or now I'm back at zero. How are you embracing starting a new career? And how do you have a new career, no matter what you're doing, after so long of doing one thing that you thought was probably going to turn out differently than it did? Yeah, it's, it's James actually a, a good word because I felt that a lot, right? I felt that even when I was going over there, I, I, I played in England and I, I felt that going over there because I went over there with this like ambition to make it happen. And it wasn't happening for a while and nobody really believed in me except for myself. And I felt this like shame of, of, you know, maybe I was a failure, right? Maybe it wasn't going to happen. And, and even when it did happen and I ended up walking away, like feeling shame there, right. That I quit, that I quit too early. Um, and it's not really like a part of my past that I love to talk about, right. People love to see, the professional soccer like title that, that is next to my name and think, oh, it's it's bright lights and big stadiums and endorsements. That was not my situation. I was very much paying paying to play just for a chance um, mm. at, at potentially getting to that level. But um, I think now that I've kind of refocused my energy into into this, I'm really excited about it, to be honest, because in sports, like you said, you have a very finite amount of time to capitalize on success. And every day you're getting older, you're depreciating in value. And that's a scary place to be in. And I think that's what led to me to leaving early because I was living in fear constantly every day. This is a di different story, right? Where there is no end of the runway, right? I could do this until I'm 60, right? You, you, you have people in your community who are very old, who are very successful doing this. And it's amazing to see. So like, I have that confidence and um, reassurance now that I, hey, this is this is a long road path that I can really kind of sink my teeth into and learn and um, really embrace the journey and not be worried about what could go wrong. And I think that's really like a powerful spot to be in. And you know, for people who have regretted decisions in the past or have not taken action, I think that's where they can learn from my story. Is fear is temporary right regret lasts forever and i think i think there's something to be said about that is like sitting on the sidelines and sitting on the sidelines and not getting involved that takes a toll and you know you should just take the first step and find out before you before you write something off completely that's the way i think about it yeah and we've got some 60 year olds here in the comments saying, hell, I'm 60, just getting started and more power to you, you know, exactly. uh, like exactly. 60, 70, 80 year olds in this community and, and, and older um, just had a gentleman or two at our mastermind that were just turning 80 and uh, got a lot of respect for those guys. You know, um, the thing that's coming up for me as I'm hearing you talk and as just your story, which I think is very heroic, dude, and I think is very relatable. And I, I, who the hell can relate 
to being to making it all the way. That's like, dude, that is like the one percent of the one percent of the one percent. And you got to not only be talented, but you also got to be lucky in so many ways, dude. You got to be lucky by the number one thing you got to be lucky about is not getting hurt. And that that is a huge you are nothing but lucky if you don't get hurt. And you're able to actually play a career in any sport and retire in that sport. You are lucky because right. every single day dudes are dying on the field or getting permanently injured where they can't go back out or they get injured and they're never the same. And so you're the people's champ. You're the guy who made it, who was good enough to get there. And it just the fantasy that we all have didn't play out. Mm-hmm. In real life, who the heck, and this is what's coming up for me, is the fantasy that we all have about a job, about a relationship, about a career, and it didn't turn out the way that we thought it was going to turn out. And I go back to just us being in high school and having fantasies and dreams about getting out of college, going to college, getting out of college and just getting a job and then everything being okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Who, who tell me, I sound like an owl. Who does that happen for the, such a small minority of people that actually happens to. And so here you are, you, you were talented enough to be able to get there. You were, you were you had nothing handed to you and you got there and now as you become older which you would have had to retire at a certain point anyways yeah. now you're faced with reality which we're all faced with every day that the job sucks it's not what i wanted i i hear people i've done 830 of these and i hear people show after show say I was so excited to graduate high school. Then I got into the job and was like, I can't do this. Yeah. Like, I can't do this every day. So I talk a lot about being inspired by your own story. Like, we have to make the transition from getting only inspired by everybody else's journey to fully embracing our story and seeing it through, being determined to see it through and first be inspired by our own journey and then turn it into that mess into a relatable message. Is that clicking for you? And are you surprised when you do talk about it by the engagement and the response that you get from people about your journey and about the fact that now you're in this place of the fantasy didn't come true and the rubber's hitting the road and you're at square one and people are like, I am too. Like, is that, are you pleasantly surprised? I mean, you've got 20,000 people following you on TikTok. They, you know, it's amazing. I think a lot of people are amazed by how people respond to their story because we feel so much shame oftentimes about it. But if we can turn our mess into a message, it can be rather surprising about the feedback that we're getting. Tell me what this experience has been like for you, even today talking about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I don't talk about it much. So even in my in my business, I, I I think I pull out the the pieces that people can relate to, right? The the 
living in fear and regret and and not taking action those are things that i think everybody in life can relate to no matter where or what background you have because we all we have all we all have those moments right um i don't really talk about the the soccer piece as much because it's not as relatable but i think those aspects of my experience are very much relatable so i lean into that um and it's it's been quite i think powerful for me to even reflect on my past because it was a part of my my life that I I buried because I was in a lot of ways embarrassed and shameful because of it, right? That I kind of walked away with with nothing. Um, and I sometimes forget the, the the really positive things that I did accomplish, right? Like the fact that I kind of grinded into the most competitive market in the world. And, mm -hmm. and, and even if it wasn't a success in the end, I still accomplished some stuff. And I often forget that, which is which is hard to believe. Um, but I just encourage people to like, you talked about people not liking their jobs or, or kind of working through school and then landing in a job that they don't, it doesn't live up to the expectation. And I've started to realize doing this is like, you have the power to change your situation. Like, and I never really thought that was, that was true. But now that I've gone through your course, and I've gone through the blueprints, like you really do have the power to change your, your situation if you choose to, right? And a lot of people struggle at that point is they just, they want something, but they don't want it enough to actually take action. And yeah. that's where most people drop off. And even for the people who do take action, they don't stick through it long enough to actually see the success. So that's where I encourage people to really think hard about their situation is like, are you happy? in your job or in your life. And if you're not, you can do something about it, but it will require commitment. It will require discipline, but you can change your situation. And a lot of people get stuck in that. Oh, I just, you know, imposter syndrome. I, I can't, I'm just, this is, this is life. And I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah. I, th I, I think the most interesting part of your journey is has nothing to do with like what you did or didn't accomplish in soccer. I'm all, I'm impressed by the fact that you did what you did in soccer and just got that far. What I'm most inspired by is the fact that you're now starting over new, taking action on something that is, that, that is essentially um, it's hard. It's hard to start over. It's hard to it's, be new. It's, it's hard. You know what I mean? Like that's the hit that's for me. And I'm a marketer. So I'm always looking at people's stories in the way in which you can market yourself. And, and usually I'm seeing things that you don't see yet because you're six weeks into it. I'm 13 years into it. Yeah. And again, if I walked on the soccer field, you could blow my mind. I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd see all the things that I was, that I could do better, but I'm just sitting here listening to your story going, there is so much relatability in the fact that you made it so far in soccer and it didn't work out, which is so relatable who cares why it didn't work out it didn't work out that's so relatable the fantasy didn't come true that's so freaking relatable and now i'm not letting that get me down i'm not mm -hmm. letting that stop me i'm not using that as, a, as an excuse to just sit and 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 just be a victim right and i agree this, this goes into some of the things that you had wrote in your questionnaire that are like even pet peeves, like things that you refuse to tell yourself or to like really accept from other people. Not that you're like, 
standing over them. But the whole concept of I don't have time for it. Talk to us about those pet peeves, why that kind of why that's important for you to battle up against those sort of limiting beliefs and just what comes up for you just when I when I brought that back to your attention. Uh, talk to us about that. I just think it's the it's 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 such a like it's such an excuse that people love to use, right? I don't have time. If you want something bad enough, you will make the time, right? Like for me, I'm working a regular job right now and I'm starting this on the side. You know, I, I wake up at five every day to give myself enough time in, you know, to, to, to do this, to get to the gym, to make sure I'm still going to my job and doing that to the best of my ability. Like you make the time and sure you might lose some sleep. Sure. You might not be able to spend as much time with, with in other areas of your life, but that's, that's the recipe to success, right? You have to make sacrifices. Mm. And I was used to that with sports, right? I had to go all in. I didn't have any other aspect to my life. So I'm very much used to that. But I don't believe in this, like, I don't have time. Everybody has time. You just have to make it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things you tried before and why this is different. You mentioned you, yeah. you dabbled in some FBA, some Amazon, some drop shipping stuff. Like when you saw this started going through the challenge and have continued through our education and now are putting the business model in practice, what are you realizing is the difference between this and, and maybe some of the reasons, some of the things that people should know because there's brand, there's brand new people here who are still in contemplation mode. Do I really want to commit to this? Is this actually better than opportunities out there on the internet? What is your ex perspective with having experience doing other things? Oh man. Um, I started Amazon FBA two years ago because I've always had this like desire to build something of my own, this like entrepreneurial side ever since I walked away. Um, and it's just been a disaster. I'm honestly start still trying to get out of it. And people don't realize the challenge with Amazon FBA is like, not only are you at the mercy of Amazon and what they decide to charge you at, at any point in the year, cause they can change their fees, right? For, for the holiday season, they charge three X on storage fees. And you're just like at the mercy of that. Um, but then you've got inventory costs, you've got supply chain issues, you've got to forecast properly. Cause if you have too little inventory, you run out of stock and your sales rank drops. And if you have too much inventory, you're paying for it in storage fees. Like there's so many components for Amazon that are such a nightmare. And I made so many mistakes and I've put myself in a, in a, in a, in a deeper hole financially because of it, which is probably the most frustrating part is like, I used it as a tool to try to get ahead and it only punished me by putting me further back. Um, and I've tried some other things here and there and just nothing came close to what this, this business model and this course is right. I remember, I remember being very skeptical, right? Because I had bought courses in the past and gotten burned. So I told myself like, I'm not doing that again. I'm just not like I've been down that path. I'm not doing it. And I kept seeing it enough and something about it just felt different, right? It just did. And I was like, you know what, for seven bucks, like, let's do this one more time now. Let's just do it one more time. Um, the famous one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just try this one more time. It was, I was hooked immediately. Like you've obviously got a way of capturing people on the first couple of days, but I clearly, clearly saw what this was and what I was missing out on. And I've never looked back. I mean, I went, I went so hard into the 15 day challenge. Like 
I was emailing my advisor. I'm like, unlock the damn modules. Like, I want to get through this thing because they lock, right? Obviously, I, I was like, I want to blow through the whole thing. So I got through it. I got the blueprints and I've never looked back. Um, and something that I think is pretty, pretty cool is like, I'm not a big social media guy, but I, I do have a personal social media. Since I bought your course, I haven't been on my personal social media account once. Right. Everything that I do is for my business, for my brand new accounts. That's where I devote my time. I don't waste any time in my day scrolling anymore. Um, and it's just been a real mindset shift for me. Right. Like the way I approach my day, the way I approach my time, the way I think about this business. This course has been such, such a positive change for people who are on the fence. You absolutely need to consider it because um it is it's just so powerful and I, I think everybody should be doing this to be honest well you nailed it on the social media thing how many hours in your life right i mean i've even wasted time in the last 13 years since i have been doing this on personal social media and i am like why what the hell like i'll catch myself like what am i doing what am i looking for like just garbage what? I, I'm let me go get my dopamine some other way, man. You know what I mean? Like, let me put this down and go work out. Let me go out on the water. Let me just go on a walk. Let me anything but this, all this fakery, all this BS, all this um, image management from everybody playing their highlight reels. And I'm just talking about people sharing with their friends on social media. That's all I'm talking about. Um, there are there are valuable things on the internet. That is why we turn to the internet for so many things nowadays. Much of the reason why we're able to be better fathers, better mothers, better you know people, you know healthier relationships. Um, much of the reason why we're able to access better mental health care, better physical care, is because of information we get off the internet. I mean, just 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 hands for down. Sure. People are learning new skills, going through courses. It's saving people from going into college at all ages in drowning themselves in hundreds of thousands of dollars in non-forgivable student loans because they're taking a couple of dollar, a couple of hundred, a couple of thousand dollar course online. And the whole landscape of knowledge and learning is shifting because of the Internet. And, and there are black holes everywhere. <laughs> there are black holes everywhere. And it's such an empowering step to use the internet instead of having the internet using you and sort of mindlessly scrolling, which so many of so many of the 8 billion people in this world are doing. And quite frankly, a lot of them, they, they become our customers because they <laughs> see an ad or whatever, and it works out to our benefit. And we try to deliver some value to them instead of just more BS. But just the time that you save and the impact that you have on others in your own life by using social media for business purposes and to deliver value and make money versus just aimlessly scroll, I think alone is a game changer. And especially sure. if you're down or sad, how the Internet can engulf you. Right. And. In, instead, when I'm feeling down or sad, I try to channel that energy into something productive and that builds my self-esteem. Talk to us a little bit about your confidence and how it's grown. Obviously, you had a lot of confidence. That confidence has taken some hits over the years. You just shared about that very vulnerably and honestly, and I appreciate that. How has this built back confidence in either the same ways or new and different ways? 
It's it's done a lot actually. Um, I I mentioned you know I wasn't a big social media person. I, I had a personal account. I, I I think I posted on it like ten times in ten years. So I was on like a one post cadence per year, and now I'm on a three post per day cadence, which is wild wild to think about. Um, but I was never like I didn't really I never put myself out there right. Like I never talked on camera. I never posted a video. I never posted a reel. I, I never had TikTok or fa Facebook. It was just Instagram, and it was really just for scrolling. It wasn't for my. It wasn't for. I wasn't producing content. I was consuming content. Yeah. And I remember feeling very weird about the first time that I put something out there. It, like, you do have those like limiting self, you know, self beliefs, and like, what are people going to think about me? And you quickly get over them, right? I remember being very like weird about the first couple, like thinking people were gonna judge me and you quickly move past that. It's pretty powerful. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, like this is actually kind of fun, right? I'm building something, I'm scaling a business. Um, you know, I don't care what people think of this particular video because it is resonating with some people, right? Like you, and you yeah. get that kind of critical feedback right away. Um, and I've really started to embrace it. It's been quite fun. Uh, I definitely don't care what people think about me anymore. You know, I think I've posted 150 times now on Instagram and like, just keep going, right? I, it's, 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 I'm enjoying the ride and I'm starting to see some more success. And um, it's just amazing how that first step feels like such a big step. And you're like, wow, uh, that was not a big deal at all. It's also funny because nobody's watching you at the beginning, right? I remember posting the first video and it was like zero views. And you're like, you're like, is something wrong with my phone here? Like, it must not be right. Like, like there's gotta be someone who's watching this. And the reality is just like, nobody's watching it. And over time, more people start to pick up your content and the algorithm pushes you out. And it, it just works out. Nobody, people are there because they wanna be there. Nobody cares. It, it, it doesn't stop us from preparing that first video like we're about to give a state of the union though, right? Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it's so funny. And I remember um, I like people, people I think make that mistake. You know, if I'm scrolling around right now and doing research, I start, I've, I'm seeing some people who are like, you know, just getting into the space and you start to identify like some mistakes people are making. But people do that in the beginning where they're so like, they're trying to perfect every little piece of, of, of their content. And that's just not, it's just not the right way to do it, right? You, you, you don't know what's gonna work. Sometimes the content that you think is gonna land doesn't land. And sometimes the content that you think sucks is actually what blows up. And it's just about testing and trying new things and putting stuff out there and not being a perfectionist and just being consistent. Yeah. Yeah, very true. And sometimes this is the thing that I had to get over was not only was nobody watching my first videos, um, sometimes nobody still watches certain other videos that I might put out. I mean, mm -hmm. I got to get over the vanity metrics BS. That is another pitfall. It is another way in which I can just judge myself and I need to remove emotion from the like, like every little move that I make. I got to stop putting my, um, you know, my judge of whether I'm successful on one thing. Like, okay, I posted a video and it, and it flopped. I must be a failure. We get so black and white. Instead, marketing is a test to where 
the truth is it's sort of like a batting average being an athlete, a soccer player. Let's think, I don't know, maybe they do like this. Let's think baseball for a second. Right. So it's like, if you get up there and hit, you got a 200 batting average. That's not bad. That means you made contact and got a base hit at the very least two out of 10 times. Um, 300, you're like a rock star. You're a, that means three times out of 10, it may have been a bun. It may have been a line drive. It could have been a home run. But three times out of ten, you got on base and had a hit. Um, 100 is not – I mean, 100, 150 batting average, you just don't want to be below 100 because that means you're not really hitting the ball. Um, marketing is the same way. I would say it's even more exaggerated because I might put out 20, 30, 50 videos or I might send – 10 20 emails and then i send one and people are like they they love you for it they fall in love with you and become wild raving fans want to buy from you now they notice you in the future they're like oh this person's on my radar and you may have sent 20 emails 50 emails you may have posted 100 videos before that one that actually resonated with that person and the other interesting thing is, is not everything resonates with the same people the same way. One video might resonate with one group where another video resonates with another group. And that's why marketing is a test. And so we have to, just like a batter, have different looks. We got to be constantly trying new things, testing new things. How are you allowing yourself to be creative. I, I say that your income in marketing is only capped by your creativity, meaning that if you do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, but it keeps flopping, that's insanity. It's never going to work. you got to try something different. you got to try new things. How many iterations of videos? How many different looks? How many different things have you done? And what have you learned along the way in terms of just marketing and content creation? Um, And what comes up for you when I say the term marketing is a test, not an absolute? I mean, it's spot on. It is a test because you all you can control is your effort. You don't know what's going to land and what's not going to. And until you put it out there, you won't know. So I typically think about my content in like three categories. One of them is is more of like a talking on screen, like pure educational approach. One of them is more like tutorial slash directional where I'm kind of showing you on, let's say your computer, how to do something. And then the third is more of your, you know, trending audio words on screen style. So I, I those are the three categories that I typically um, pursue, and I usually put out one per day. So like my my longer form educational content is 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 usually at night because if I think about the way people consume content, that's where they have more time. Right. I can't control time zones and where people are based. But like if I think about the US, people are more likely to watch a longer video on bed at in bed at nine or ten o'clock at night. And they might be looking for quick hits in the morning. So I'll try to post that way um, based off the way I would consume content. And that's that's worked for me. 
Um, but it's all about diversifying, right? If it's the same thing every single post, people are going to get bored out, right? They want to see different stuff. And that's why I try to make sure I hit those three areas, um, at least on Instagram. TikTok, I, TikTok I'm actually like not really using. Um, I actually just got my account back. <laughs> I lost it for six weeks. I, I got 20,000 followers in the first two weeks of starting, and then I lost it, and I just got it back. So like, I haven't really invested a lot of time there. Um, Instagram is really where I try to focus because I, I just think it's a superior product and I, I enjoy, uh, you know, using it out of all out of all three that I use. And that makes a difference. I mean, I'm glad you said that because you have to, you don't have to, but it's it, it makes it more natural when you enjoy the platform. And TikTok is, is kind of finicky right now. They're slapping a lot of people's accounts because they're afraid they're going to get booted out of the United States. So they're trying to like clean everything up. And a lot of times content just gets flagged that shouldn't get flagged. Um, and people lose accounts. Uh, we, I've lost so many accounts, Facebook advertising accounts, Google advertising accounts, social media accounts over the years. I mean, really, until you start losing accounts, you ain't marketing aggressive enough because mm -hmm. you, you just you you can't everybody can't like you. You got to be making platforms a little nervous because you're being aggressive enough. You're pushing the boundaries. You're, uh, you know, p you're pissing people off because, you know, you just can't be liked by everybody. You have to have some haters. You have to have some people getting a little bit uncomfortable. And that's marketing. You know, that's marketing. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, that might result in a lost account. But you want to diversify your traffic sources. The most important thing for everybody to remember is that when you're starting and even as you're progressing, it's not about multiple streams of income like people think it is. It's actually about multiple streams of traffic and that protects your one stream of income. And then you take that one stream of income and grow, 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 grow it. And di again, diversifying the streams of traffic to it so it can never get taken away. And then you take the money that you make from that one stream of income and diversify it in seven different ways on the back end if you want. Index funds, gold and silver, real estate, et cetera. And so that's the true path to wealth. Most people think it's about diversifying income streams. So they get overwhelmed by trying to run too many businesses or do too many things at the front end and nothing works out because you're putting 10% in, something's giving you 10% back or less, and it just doesn't work like that. So you want to have one good solid business starting out in one good solid niche, and you want to diversify your streams of traffic. So if you lose an account or you lose a source of traffic, because traffic is the lifeblood of all online businesses. And quite frankly, traffic is the lifeblood of any business. If I don't have people walking through my door, who I, who, who I have an opportunity to convert into customers, I don't have a business. And we put the cart before the horse with that. How are you avoiding shiny object syndrome at this point? Now having the also experience that you have of the other things from the past, you must still see great opportunities that are popping up and think maybe that could be the one and do better than this one. How are you managing that? Uh, yeah, I, I did have that. I've moved past it, though. I I had it probably, I'm now six weeks in, I or maybe seven weeks in. I think I had it right, like the three or four week mark where you're like, you're still just not seeing anything, right? You, you're, it's so slow. I, I was still in the hundreds for my Instagram. And, you know, you start to question, or I, I didn't question it, but you start to see other things out there. And you're like, is this a better option? 
And I told myself, no, like you got in this for a reason, like stick with it. Right. Don't like rewrite your past. Right. Don't quit. Um, and I'm out a point that like, I got the blinders on because I do believe in this product. I believe in this community. I think it's amazing what you've built here, Dave. I have a lot of admiration for you and like just thinking about your past. Right. And I'm, I want to be a part of this community. Like I'm so happy to be here. I believe in this product. I believe in the process. And now that I'm starting to see that success more, right. And see the traffic and see my email list to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, you start to get the real belief that like, Hey, this thing works and it's just a fight against time that right now, right. I don't, I don't have time on my side. I, I I'm still very much in the early stages, but with time, this is only going to kind of snowball. Um, and for that reason, I'm just, I'm locked in, I'm all in on this and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so excited. It's, it's going to be great. Nice. And thank you for those kind words. I also want to point out that if some reason legendary marketer poof vanished into the you know internet ethos tomorrow do you also recognize the fact that you have transferable skills that you could easily pivot into a different niche or the same niche with different products so many people think they're joining an mlm here and that you know yeah. because they see so many people who are you know excited about our program and course and they had a good experience and so they want to go out there and talk about it and market it and that's great it's very profitable uh, for for some people not all just like everything is not profitable for everybody I mean um, there's no guarantees of success in anything that you do especially entrepreneurship but also these are transferable skills and do you feel empowered in the sense that you do have the ability to pivot anytime that you want or if you wanted to go into an additional niche once you felt like you were dialed in here and had this scalable and systematized in the wealth niche do you do you do you feel or see yourself having the ability to be able to switch gears pivot and scale with other products and niches too a hundred percent and i'm glad you actually asked that because it, it's a good clarifying point it's like i would i mean i would hate for your company to to kind of go off the face of the earth tomorrow but like if it did the skill sets you teach are absolutely transferable you can take them anywhere right and and now i have such a baseline of knowledge that it's really weird because once you see it, you can't unsee it, right? Like now that I have this skill set, it's so amazing to think about the possibilities that this can unlock. And I see it everywhere now. And you start to even see areas where you're like, why is that person not doing this? Because they, there's so much opportunity there for them and they don't realize, right? So yes, there. this is not limited to this product or program. While I love it, um, you could transfer it uh, anywhere. And I will say, I. I don't think I've mentioned it yet, but I think I think one of the most underrated and powerful tools that you've created here is the community. Like I think it's been quite a it's been quite a beautiful thing, honestly, what you've built here, Dave. Because you know, you, you meet so many like-minded people that are just trying to do the same thing, and they're at various yeah. stages of their journey, and everyone is supporting each other, right? Uh, I think about you know, obviously the big the big fishes, right? The Chelsea's, the, the backers of the world, like in the Facebook group, like I'm, I'm seeing them celebrate. I'm just, I'm just throwing, I'm glad you didn't say whales because you're such a kind gentleman that wouldn't have fit, right? If you were like the whales, Chelsea, it's just no. we're, we're learning how to be better gentlemen here are surrounded by so many badass women, aren't we? 
Yeah, they're incredible. Absolutely incredible. And, and so much, so much inspiration that we can all take from them. But like, I think what's most powerful and speaks to, I think clearly them uh, as people is like, I've seen in the community, the Facebook group, like they'll celebrate people's first commissions, right? And they don't have to do that. But they're, they're celebrating the small wins for people that are just getting started. And I think it's amazing to see, right? You've got this like close knit community that supports each other, that wants everyone to be successful, that are not competing with each other. Um, and it's just, it's so, it's so cool to be part of that, right? It's so cool. I, I had the marketing shades on because, well, that's exactly what it's like. Once you get this information, <laughs> you yeah. cannot see it. You know, it's like you literally have, you no longer have the, the shit colored glasses, which, you know, for many of us before this, we, we saw the world through, you know, the glass half empty, right? It's kind of like, oh man, you know, and now it's like, holy crap. Oh my God. Whew, there's opportunity everywhere. I, I never saw, that's why that teenager's, how, how he's making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on YouTube. That's why that person's telling me to click their, that's why that person's wasting their time posting funny videos on the internet. Now I get it. And it's like this whole world of opportunity opens up to people. And that's one of my favorite things is when we when we see the opportunity that's in front of us that's literally right at our fingertips on our phone every day and obviously you can see my phone it looks like an old good warren book i've wore the damn paint off the back of my yeah. freaking you know it's almost like damn mine's dude. not much different mine's here but i would show it to you but it's, it's I'm, cracked I'm in the back and dude i'm still on here's the other thing i'm still on i don't even know an iphone what are we on now 14 or 15 i'm on like Something, yeah. A 12, dude. I'm on like a 12. And I had a couple of buddies at my house, several of which are actually I'm in this personal development recovery mastermind. I'm the youngest guy in the group. So I had one of my buddies who's like 60 hanging out with me. He came in on Wednesday. We were sitting at lunch and that he and another one of my buddies who's also 60 was was they were talking about their phones and how like the new software upgrade on Apple like when it rings, it like brings up people's pictures and stuff like that. I was like, that's cool. And he's like, have you not upgraded your software? I'm like, I don't know. Let me look. And then, and then I'm like, I guess not. I'm on whatever. <laughs> and he's like, you better upgrade that. You're, you're vulnerable to viruses and stuff. And I'm like, Oh shit. You know, here I am a boomers telling, teaching me how to use my phone. And so it's like, I, I say this all the time. I have had the longest time a problem just dead gum connecting my Google calendar to my phone calendar and making everything sync up. And, you know, I've got all these different labels and colors that people create when I share my calendar and I just look at it. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I don't know how those things got on my calendar. Somebody who's in my life put it there. I just try to show up whenever I'm supposed to show up. My point is I'm not very technically savvy. I mean, and thank God we only really, although I know it feels overwhelming and it feels like you're having to crack the code of like some engineering, you know, masterpiece or some portion of rocket science when we're learning how to, you know, put together a funnel. The truth is, is that we just have to work with a few, we get to work with a few low to no cost tools a funnel builder, an autoresponder, get a domain name. 
I can tell you back in construction, buddy, you talking circular saw, you're talking jigsaw, you're talking sawzall, you're talking all your hand tools, you're talking all your extension cords, you're talking all your bits and pieces and this and jackhammers and trucks and toolboxes. And I mean, you're 50 grand in before you went and gave your first estimate, mm -hmm. let alone getting your contractor's license and insurance and all that stuff. I'm sitting here making videos in my underwear. <laughs> And, and I'm just, I'm so excited, you know, for people. And I just, I hope you don't quit before the miracle happened. Those of you who are listening, because you think that the tools are like really expensive and really complicated friends. I mean, look, we, we, we sell our education because we have proof that it makes it easier and faster for people to get started, not to guarantee results, but to get started and understand the blueprint of how this works. But the truth is, is if you don't have a dollar to your name, you can still get started. You can still start. We're also not the only game in town. We didn't invent these strategies or business models. We're just perfecting them and utilizing them in 2023, probably in the most powerful ways they're being utilized right now. But it's just about getting in the dadgum game. And I think going back to some of your pet peeves around not making excuses we are the kings and queens of excuses, our species, human beings. And when we get out of our own way, magic happens. And I think you're finding this yourself. When you stop beating yourself up, when you stop living in the past, when you stop shaming yourself over things, decisions that you made or, or, or things that happened or didn't happen, when we give ourselves a break and realize life's hard, fantasies don't always come true, um, and, and we're all struggling in some way to get up out of bed and put one foot in front of the other. And we're yeah. all sort of on the same playing field in terms of any one of us, even the most richest and successful could get cancer tomorrow. Could, 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 and we're so vulnerable and we're, we're all closer and more alike than we, than we, than we think, but instead we choose to look at the differences instead of the similarities and feel isolated. What have you learned about human nature in connecting with people in, in the, your ability to be able to influence and persuade people and the fact that we're all just more alike than we thought we were? And how are you using to that your, that to your advantage to, again, motivate yourself? And, and, and one other thing I'll say is that I've realized a lot about success is just not quitting. Mm -hmm. It's just it's, and I think you alluded to that at the beginning. It was like, well, I quit before the miracle happened. That's why I say that. It's like, it's like a game of survivor, but you don't need to outwit or outplay. You just need to outlast, you know, yeah. and eventually you'll get better and stuff will start to pick up momentum. Have you learned a, a lot about human nature in the sense that a lot of success is just about playing the long game and not giving up too early? Yeah, definitely. I think, I think it's, you know, it's, it's taking, it's taking day by day, you know, week by week, like setting small goals. Once you hit those goals, setting new goals, right. Having kind of something to work towards, I think for me, it's been really helpful um, because if you get so trapped in like the, you know, the, the long-term success, you lose sight of like the stuff that you actually need to achieve to get there. Um, so I think people who are starting out need to get comfortable with the idea that like, hey, this isn't going to happen overnight. It might not happen at all. 
but it's up to you to kind of dictate your success based off the effort you put in, right? Like you'll get the tools, but if you're not nailing the hammer, right? The, like you have to do the work, right? Is, is what I'm trying to say is, and people kind of forget that um, you, you will be successful if you just put in the time and you're patient enough to kind of go through those, those early moments that are challenging. And I like this quote, it's like, every, every day you have two things, a chance and a choice. And mm. that's something I try to live by, right? It's like, every day you have a chance to kind of move your business forward or learn new skills that could potentially change your life. And like, what are you doing about it? Um, and I think that applies to people who are early on in this stage. Um, and one thing I'll say actually quickly about the blueprints is, because I haven't heard a lot of people say this, but I think for me, the most powerful piece of that, right? It's obviously, you know, it's obviously was it was it was expensive at the time, but like it forces you to get serious. And I think that's actually the most important tool. It's obviously amazing value and it gives you all the fundamentals to be able to kind of plug and play. But I think the mindset of like, hey, I got to take this business seriously now, I think was the most powerful piece for me. Because if it was just seven bucks, you even see it with the course, right? People don't even get through the course at seven bucks. But I think for people who get the blueprints, they're like, hey, I'm all in on this. This thing is something I believe in. I'm going to put in the work. And I'd like, to, I wonder if you can cut the data, but like, I bet the people who get the blueprints are the ones who are actually seeing the success because they put in the work because they got skin in the game. Well, every single, at least nearly everybody on this show in 830 episodes, when I, when I read, do you have the blueprints or not have them? And yeah. you're right. There's a saying that says you, you don't, if you don't pay, you don't pay attention. Exactly. And as much as we hate to pay, right? We hate to pay. I love to pay. And my mindset has shifted around paying and buying things over the years, not just because I know how to make money in, in, you know, in easier ways and more effective ways. And it's thank God I've, I've learned these skills and taken the time to learn these skills because making money is not a mystery to me anymore. <laughs> you know, it used to be a mystery. It was like, Oh my God, mysteries of the universe, how to make a thousand dollars. And if I had a thousand dollars, I was rich, you know? And I just realized that now I use money to my advantage in more ways than just to buy materialistic things. I use it to tip people up front to get a better job done instead mm -hmm. of waiting to see and saying they're probably going to screw this up and I'll give them a tip if they do it a good job. I just, I just, I, I give value in advance. I create expectation in advance by tipping people before they start the job. Um, when I go out to dinner, I give lots of compliments. I try to, I, I, I really try to be a good client and customer or, or, you know, patron. Um, you know, I see it as a duty, as a relationship when I'm going, when I'm asking for a service that I also strive to be a good student and a good customer as much as I sit around and just expect a great service to be delivered while I just sit there with my arms crossed. And yeah. I, I've, you know, having worked with hundreds of thousands of people in 13 years in the online education space that we are in, I have seen my fair share, the majority of people who pay, 
even and it's usually the people who pay the least that have the biggest expectations and the most complaints but they pay they put down that seven dollars or whatever and they're like okay yeah now when do, when do i become successful and it's like well i mean never that's when never because your attitude sucks you have an attitude of entitlement and it's this is not going to work out the same way that other things in the past haven't worked out. And um, I have a pattern now of successful experiences in relationships, in transactions, whether I'm buying a house, whether I'm buying a car, whether I'm or whether I'm selling something because I've got into that habit of not being a penny pincher, not trying to screw people over and walk away with just a one-sided win, but to really truly create a win-win and look at everything that I do in the business world as karma that I'm putting energy out. If I go to people and I haggle every single time and don't want anybody to make any money, the universe has a very interesting way of making sure I don't make any money either. And that I get mm -hmm. that same energy back. And so I've bought high ticket products. I've signed up for high ticket programs. I've gone to Tony Robbins and signed up for $15,000, $20,000 in seminars. And I've done that so many times. I can't even keep track of it because I also have built my conviction that I'm not going to ask my customers to do something that I also haven't done myself. I'm willing to invest in myself and grow. And that helps me to have more conviction and look people in the eyes or in the camera and say, investing in myself has been the smartest thing that this high school dropout's ever done because I knew nothing. I had no skills. I had no chance. And I think we all have a story like that to where, whether it's this course and community, whether it's something else, another mentor, another guide, when we showed up, when the student was ready, the teacher appeared. And oftentimes that teacher was there the entire time. That's what's so ironic is a lot of times that teacher's been there. That teacher was ready. That teacher was accessible. But the student wasn't ready to be humble and actually pay for the value. And the teacher was smart enough not to give the value away for free because he realized that the student wasn't going to appreciate it if he did. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know what I mean? I love that you brought that up. Yeah, and it's it like except for the point I made, like what if you really take this business seriously, it's a drop in the bucket, the cost of the blueprints. Like the amount they, I think you say it, right? They could be charged so much more than they are, right? The amount you're getting for that product is unbelievable. It can change your life, right? Like it's changed my life. That first decision, that second decision and I would never, I can't imagine not doing, going through the process and doing the exact same thing, right? It's been such a, a positive shift for me. And, you know, for people who really are serious about doing this, like I always recommend it because of, of how valuable um, both the tools and the mindset that it offers give you. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. And I mean, it's great feedback. We, we also have heard it time and time again on this show right here, publicly accessible to anybody who wants to listen to it, go back and hear person after person say, yeah, I spent 50, 60, 70, 80, $100,000 on a college education and got more here for a few thousand dollars than I got in that entire four or six or eight year experience, especially when it came to marketing because college and other 
traditional education loves to teach us how to get ready to get ready, how to get our business cards ready, how to, you know, set up our, you know, website and websites are dead. You know, we, you know, it's sales funnels that convert sales, sales funnels that people, they don't teach that in college. And so, you know, we, we open our mind to realizing that the world is changing and that we can actually get value for a drop in the bucket. And then we start to shift what a drop in a bucket actually means, right? Drop in a bucket, okay, a few thousand dollars compared to what the alternative to go somewhere. I mean, I got friends to this day who are signing up for college, man, in their 20s, 30s, 40s. And I'm just thinking, you know, you can't, you have to celebrate them because they're trying to do something productive. So you say, congratulations. And of course, everybody else around them is celebrating because that's what society knows is like, go to college. It's like that. It's so built into our, it's such a, it's such a societal structural lie, gaslighting scam that we all root each other on to walk right into that university and sign up for $50,000 in the only debt that's unforgivable in the U.S. bankruptcy system. Every yeah. other debt is forgivable except your student loan debt, you know, every other kind of debt. So we celebrate each other, you know, and 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 so I got friends, um, acquaintances, I guess more you could say, because, you know, I don't really have any real friends that are going back to college. But when I see somebody that's doing it, I'm thinking, damn it, man, damn it. You know, I, you just you didn't get enough information. You didn't like, you just, you listened to somebody that was broke. Probably you, you got advice from somebody who in your, the best plan you came up with was to go and sign up for $50,000 worth of student loans to go sit and do. And they think they're getting a deal because they're doing online classes. And it's like, it's going to take you four years. And at the end of that, you're going to have nothing but a degree no experience in that industry and you're still going to be starting over at zero and the majority of the classes are just going to be um i forget what they call them but the classes that everybody has to take that are just the basic prerequisites yeah you know and it's like it just you know it used to make me really angry man but now i just kind of like have learned to just um breathe and just say, you know what, that person has got their own journey and, and it is what it is. And I'm just going to serve the people who are here, you know? And, and the other thing that's interesting is with school, right? Like obviously the expenses are one thing, but like, you know, I don't keep in touch with really anybody from school because uh, they weren't really like people that I had a lot in common with or the same ambitions with, like you're kind of with this melting pot of all these different folks, which yeah. in itself is powerful, but um, you, you don't always have like, you have friends at the time, but as you get older and you're, you kind of all change your perspectives on what you want to accomplish in life, you, you, you kind of let go of a lot of, of a lot of people. And yeah. I think with, with your community, I mean, you, you almost have this like new set of friends, obviously digital friends, but like, but you have a lot in common and right. You're both trying to achieve something, something great. And, and, you know, pursue building a business and, and, and generating financial freedom. And I've talked to a lot of other people who are in your community through Instagram and, and, and generated like, you know, some, some, you know, early stage friendships with other affiliates. And it's been quite powerful, right? Like other people that have been on the show that have reached out or have reached out to me and, and we just talk and we, we send voice messages and kind of share our experiences. That's powerful. 
And, and I don't think people really kind of realize the power of this community and, and kind of what you're getting into because um, you do have this like now community of, of friends that are all doing the same thing and they're all at different points in their journey. And I think it's, I think it's so cool to be part of that. I really do. And it's, it's difficult. It's almost intolerable to like be friends with normies at this point who are wearing, the, they're wearing the, they're, they're wearing the shit color glasses while you got the, you know, opportunity marketing lenses on and you see the world in this certain way and you're pursuing things. And so it, it becomes intolerable to hang out with people who are still complaining about the same old stuff who are like caught up in like, toxic politics or like, you know, complaining about their boss as if there's no, other, you know, and it's just, it's, it's, it's intolerable. Um, not that we don't still love and have compassion for our friends and family, particularly our family. We, we can't get rid of them. We're stuck with them in a lot of respects, but we get to choose our friends and we get to choose our new family. And that is a freedom that I also didn't realize. I grew up in a kind of a tough way with friends that, I got into the wrong, I got into the wrong activities with, and um, now I don't have anything in, in common with those people. I mean, all of my friends are all entrepreneurs or they're, the other thing I have in common with them is recovery. And usually those people are also entrepreneurial or successful in some way. And yeah, your whole friend circle changes and my best friends in life, I've, I've met through this business, I've met through this industry. I mean, people that I talk to, people that I go to, people that I text every day, people that I share memes with, I mean, like all that kind of stuff. Like I'm a regular person just like everybody else. And all my buds are people from, you know, this industry, people that I've worked with, met. And uh, you see it, too, in our community. People are finding new friends. And I think there's just this big kind of relief when you realize that you're not crazy, that, you know, there's other people out there. And it's OK to make friends with people across the world. Like the one powerful thing about social media, when you use it in the respect that we're using it socially to connect and get support from other people, a text message or a message over whatever app you're using can be can maybe not as powerful, but damn near as powerful or a FaceTime or a Zoom or whatever with somebody who you can relate to and that identification and relatability can be, it can, it's 10 times more powerful than sitting in person with somebody that you have nothing in common with anymore. Like I would take that every single day uh, rather than, you know, hanging out, wasting time with people I don't have. So anyways, there's a lot to talk about. I'd love to have you back and just keep the conversation going because there's no, there's no end point in this. There's no, I haven't, I never arrive. I never know it all. We're just all learning on this journey. And it's so fun to just do this show and just share ideas and, and kind of hear about what you've learned that I get to share what I've learned. And these are friendships in the making. These are relationships where we're sharing a common interest in a common direction. And this is a great example, the synergy and energy that happens just right here on this show, man. So thanks for being a part of it. Thank you for having me. It's been a real, it's been a real treat. And uh, uh, yeah, I hope to, I hope to be back one day for sure. All right, ma'am. We'll stay well, stay legendary brother. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay, Edward. Thanks so much. All right. Talk soon. See you. All right, brother. All right. Take care. Peace. All right, everybody. You can follow Edward over on Instagram and TikTok at Make Money with Edward. That's spelled exactly as it sounds. Make Money with Edward. 
Um, Edward is spelled E-D-W-A-R-D. Make money with Edward. And again, he's on TikTok and Instagram. My friends, thank you for the positive feedback. Great interview, says uh, Michelle. Thank you. Rosanna, hello. Uh, thank you so much. Um, uh, yes, we are all learning, says Vicky. Great show. Power driver. What's up? Great live. Thank you. Casey, so inspiring. Thank you so much. Again, this is so nice to read these positive comments from all of you, uh, particularly for our guests that, you know, in some cases, this is the first live that they've ever done. And it's just, you know, it's a great, it's a great opportunity for us, for the guests to realize they can do anything, including being live, going live, and that they've got a wonderful message. And I've never, ever, not in 830 episodes, ever left a show without thinking that was awesome. Like that was super inspiring. That was super informative. That person had tons of knowledge to share. And it just, it's a great testament to how we undervalue ourselves. Um, but that positive validation that you all give us and particularly our guest helps build that self-esteem. And then the comments help to remind us that we're not alone. There's tons of people in this community on the same journey and uh, every comment helps. Every comment matters all the love is received and, and seen and acknowledged, and we just appreciate it so much. So have a fantastic Friday and a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday for another episode. As always, we, there's no stopping in sight. Uh, we're just going to keep on doing this because it's so fun and so valuable. And we've got a waiting list of guests on Wake Up Legendary longer than Santa Claus's naughty list. And with 8 billion people in the, in the world, that's a long list. Our list is just as long because we've got just unbelievable people in this community. And uh, I look forward to seeing you on Monday for our next guest. And get into that challenge. Finish that damn thing. Uh, and into those blueprints. There's so much value. You deserve to learn and have that knowledge. You're worth it. Don't quit on yourself. And don't quit before the miracle happens. My friends, see you later. Take care. Thanks for all the love. Get out of here. We love you. Peace.